Welcome to a Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K. Fing. We're back, man. Episode 295. Yes, sir. Let's get into it. Homer Simpson. Apparently, Homer's not choking out Bart anymore. <laughs> this is fucked up, man. Times have changed. All right. Homer Simpson apparently won't be choking Bart Simpson anymore. Uh, Homer Simpson has, according to the animated character, stopped strangling his son, Bart, bringing to an end a long-running gag on the show. Uh, it's it's and what's funny is this is a CNN article, so they it says bringing an end to a long running show, and it says in parentheses an outdated gag on the show. God, this is where like I like we mentioned before, like the like very liberal left wing ideology and conservative ideology. You could tell which one exists within the articles that you mm-hmm. read. Mm-hmm. Like if it's like some very right wing Fox News shit, mm-hmm. or like in this case it's CNN. Like they got to, you could tell where they're, mm-hmm. where they lean. Anyways, it's one of the many set pieces on the beloved animated series. And this reoccurring in interaction, Homer, the family patriarch, begins vigorously choking Bart after yelling, Why you little? In a recent episode of the show, went viral after the character Homer shakes the hand of a new neighbor and is complimented on a strong handshake. It says, see Marge strangling that boy paid off. Homer tells his wife Marge. Then he says, just kidding. I don't do that anymore. Times have changed. I just want to like literally like slap the writers in the face from the Simpsons. Yeah. I think that when there's like a show that has like, like this is, this is satire. This is an animated series. It's been on since 1987. Mm -hmm. And look here, I'm not saying that you can't update things a little bit, but this is not meant to be a reflection of the times. This is a fucking animated sitcom, man. Yeah. It's been on. Fuck. I was two years old when the show started, dude. Mm-hmm. So Dang. it's, I just, I just think it's weird. It's weird how you want to ruin it. He's trying to ruin everything now, man. Mm-hmm. That's just ruining. I don't watch, I don't watch The Simpsons to see him be loving towards Bart. I want to see Bart get choked. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes Bart is just getting out of line and he needs to be choked. Yeah. Basically, Bart is asking for it. Okay. <laughs> it's his fault. Yeah. <laughs> Victim blaming. Right. There could be somebody listening to the podcast like, I heard enough. <laughs> Choking Bart is wrong. You should talk to Bart. It's like, bro, this is an animated sitcom, you fucking life sucker. Yeah. It's, it's, God. when it comes to cartoons, it's like anvils falling on people's feet and uh, right. people getting their face blown off by shotguns and stuff. Right. It's not supposed to be literal. Right. It's, it's crazy. I was I was thinking about this when you uh when we were talking. Um so read it, this paragraph. It's from a Donald Glover event. I think it's a Vanity Fair interview. Um or I might be referencing another interview. It says so when Glover uh, revived his dormant feed on Tuesday, talking about uh, Twitter. The internet, the internet listened, particularly because of what Glover had to say. It said, uh, saw people on here having a discussion about how tired they were of uh, reviewing boring stuff, TV and film, he wrote. Without pointing toward that specific discussion, where we, Glover said, we're getting boring stuff and not even experimental s- mistakes because people are afraid of getting canceled. Mm. So they feel like they can only experiment with aesthetics. And it says also because some of them know they're not that good. So mm. um, kind of relating it to this conversation, I think that, you know, just that that this idea that people are afraid of 
being canceled. So they don't want to. They're kind of like walking on eggshells when they're in the mm-hmm. writing room. Like, oh, man, we can't have that that funny scene where um, Homer is choking Bart because we might get canceled or mm. we, we might not be around for another season or we'll go viral for the wrong reasons. And, you know, that's the reason why we're doing this cookie cutter, you know, very safe stuff. Like even even that 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 joke is lame. Like, you know, it is. I, I don't do that. What do you say? I don't do that. anymore. Uh, times have changed. I don't do that anymore. Times, that's trash. That's yeah. like literally you're at this point, you're pandering. You just need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. It's like a, a, a guy like uh, uh, who's with the guns. Was it a. Uh, 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 Sam. Yosemite Sam. Yeah, um, he wouldn't be able to exist today because yeah, it, no, it no, would be people. It, it would be people out in front of the fucking Looney Tunes headquarters protesting him, saying gun violence is wrong. <laughs> like Yosemite Sam been fucking shooting. No, oh, it's two of them. It's Yosemite Sam and Elmer Fudd. Yeah, Elmer Fudd used to fuck Bugs Bunny ass up. Yeah, but Bugs Bunny was a dickhead, man. He had that shit coming. Peter would probably be mad. Yeah, oh, they shooting a bunny. Yeah, but like you don't see, you don't see all the fucked up shit Bugs Bunny was doing to him. Mm-hmm. Bugs Bunny used to like trick him, jump out a hole, slap him in the head, then he would turn around and he'd do the same thing. Like mm-hmm. you know what? Sometimes, you, sometimes Bugs Bunny deserved to get a stick of dynamite in his motherfucking mouth. Nah, that's facts. Yeah, yeah. And Yosemite Sam used to have two guns, mm-hmm. so he used to fuck up. Was he fucking up Bugs Bunny too? Oh no! Uh, was, was it the bird? Was it a little? Was it wasn't Tweety? Who was do you? I don't know who Yosemite Sam was was uh, was beefing with. Yeah. Then they had that. They had some characters. Who's that? Uh, that big uh, that big chicken that sound like a black person. Um. Was it Foghorn Leghorn? Mm-hmm. He's like, I tell you, I tell you what. You know what? You didn't tell you. I'm like, <laughs> who's this black chicken? <laughs> the black chicken. Who the fuck is this? <laughs> Even as a kid, I was like, that chicken is black. I know, I, I know it is. <laughs> I tell you, I tell you this. I tell you what. You better get yourself together. I not. He just be slapping people and shit. Yeah. Turn them around, kicking them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. But uh, it was some. It was some. Some low key racist uh, um, freaking cartoons though. That's what like, I was gonna say. Some of that uh, Speedy Gonzalez, yeah. Some of that stuff is uh, is really racist, right? Yeah, and yeah. you know, it doesn't really have a place. It's funny, but bro. some of the stuff is just like it's just funny. Like you know, there's there's nothing wrong with you know a cartoon character choking another cartoon character. Yeah, I think it was crazy too. I think probably my one of the best characters on The Simpsons is Ned Flanders. Yeah, Ned Flanders is this really like holy guy and uh there's been some episodes where Ned flanders lost his mind though mm-hmm. like uh, i forgot what had happened like homer will disrespect him or do something fucked up mm-hmm. and he's like <laughs> god loves your neighbor like it, it, he never was really affected by it yeah but it was, i guess it was one episode where ned was got all pissed off and got a tattoo and was lifting weights and shit <laughs> that's funny i was like damn yeah this is nuts yeah, but I don't know. I, I just don't like it. Me being a creative, that it just sucks that that is something that we even have to think about. You know, when yeah. you sit down at your your uh, your laptop and start typing, you really have to think about like the the cultural element or the the cancel yeah. culture element to to some of this stuff. And and a lot of times, a lot of times it's not real. You know, sometimes it, it could be. Uh, a thing where it's just a, a viral moment and, you know, they try to cancel you via Twitter, but you can still live your normal life. But sometimes people do lose jobs and people do lose yeah. 
um, certain things and people are, people are even like losing, losing out on things, um, behind like allegations and stuff like that. So I just think that, um, I think that creatives, um, especially in that, in that medium, in terms of like TV and animation and stuff like that, they should be afforded to like walk the line. They should be afforded to, to, uh, to make the mistake and then, you know, just have the conversation about it afterwards. Cause, if we just continue to create this like very uh you know this very like plain jane it's version bullshit. of tv like we're not going to get no like interesting no. stuff i think they need to they need to just go ahead and wrap it up endings are good and and the simpsons have been the longest running animated sitcom ever right mm-hmm. uh, but at the same time man it's this they they've uh they're not grandfathered anymore because usually if you were a grandfather, you would be able to just stick to what you know and make your content or your 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 sitcom based yeah. off that. First of all, sitcoms are not popular anymore in general. It, the, the, I don't know if the people care about that, that form of TV anymore. They don't, not at all. In no facet, like in no way. Because we literally, if you think about it, the whole family element of shows are gone. Mm-hmm. Like I hate to say this, but we got way too many single parent households. Ain't nobody trying to see nothing with family in it no more. Yeah, we grew up like the family dynamic in TV was very apparent, like very like big in the nineties and the eighties. Mm-hmm. Like you look at the eighties, you had like fuck, was it like who's the boss and um uh freaking uh what was the other one? What the little short black kid? God damn it! What you talking about, Willis? Different oh, strokes. Oh yeah, different strokes. Different strokes, and then you have family ties, mm-hmm. and then you Jefferson. have was the, Jefferson in the eighties or seventies? Uh, that was seventies. Seventies. I think it lasted into the eighties. Mm-hmm. But and then you have fucking Family Matters and Fresh Prince, and mm-hmm. you had a bunch of black families that were on there. You had the the Cosby's, Fresh Prince, fucking Family Matters. Um, just a bunch of black families too. Mm-hmm. But every every show is a fa- full house. Like these are all family shows. Yeah, yeah. Them it that I don't know. It's just dead. The I think part of it too is that we don't really um, wait on TV anymore. So you know, yeah. If that would if that show came on every Tuesday night Everybody at seven it. p.m., like it it you know I don't know. It just it, times have changed and. You know, like you said, even animated shows like the adult animation, there's still a space for it, but it's kind of getting washed out because of the the politically correct, you yeah. know, era that we're in. It was some good ass. I mean, it was some really good shows that I missed. Like A Home Improvement was one of my favorite ones too. Yeah, with Tim Allen, mm-hmm. uh, him and it was his, his sidekick Al, mm-hmm. and Tim he saw his fuck itself up. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't know about that, Al. And, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he had his neighbor that you would, it would always be looking over the fence. Yeah. Maybe you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. He ne- that was like a gimmick, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. you never seen his whole face. Yeah. He was always just, like, talking to Tim over the fence. Yeah. That was nuts, man. And then, yeah. uh, well, Step by Step was another one. Yeah, Step by Step. They had Uncle Jesse living out in his fucking van being a loser. <laughs> like, shows like that would not fly today. They'd be like... People would be in the comments like, uh, uh, or what was his name? Was it was it wasn't Uncle Jesse? That was Full House. Oh, fuck, what was the dude's name? I forgot. But it was this white dude that lived out in a van in the backyard. Mm-hmm. Like today, they'll they, be like homeless shaming or something. Yeah, like that. they'd be like, he needs to get a job or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And then today too, uh, all these characters be like 
Sideshow Bob would be canceled today. They would call that nigga a child predator. Mm-hmm. He was trying to kill Bart for the longest. Yeah. Like 95% of the Simpsons would be canceled, bro. Yeah. I mean, I think a, a, a lot of those um, those 90s, uh, early 2000s adult animations, like the Family Guys and um, South Parks and stuff like that, I think that they're going to have. South Park is kind of insulated um, just because of they're not, I think they're on Comedy Central. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not on like like Fox or something like that. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's 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 going to be very difficult, and and not necessarily because of the writers. I think the writers are, um, I think a lot of them have a desire. Not a lot of them. I think some of them have a desire to to really push the envelope. You know, you hear like um, Andrew Schultz is not a, a TV writer, but yeah. you hear guys like him saying like, you know, I want to bring back that the comedy that I grew up on. I don't I don't like this like very like you know, luck with cookie that. cutter comedy. Um and there's a lot of comedians that are actually doing it. I mean but a lot of it is not like specials. A lot of it is like, you know, in person. You putting your phone away, mm-hmm. you go into the show, you have an experience and then you and then you're leaving. But yeah. I think that um, you know, when you're when you're broadcasting like the the animated series across millions of, of viewers on you know, a, a, a network owned by Disney. Um, yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Good they luck. just buy things to fucking ruin it. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there were some shows that reflected like real relationships too. Like remember Married with Children? Mm-hmm. With Al Bundy? Mm-hmm. Love and marriage go together like a horse. And Remember that? Mm-hmm. They used to always insult Peggy all the time. There's no way that show would make it today. Yeah. No, no way. That's verbal abuse, and we don't like it. And it's verbal abuse. He always has his hands in his pants. And he's <laughs> doing this. You couldn't have Alf. Remember Alf? I don't. Alf, Alf was in the eighties. He was like a, a Alf the extraterrestrial. It was like a little furry animal. Mm-mm. He used to eat cats and play cards and shit. Mm-mm. He would not make it. It was like Peter would get him canceled. Like it's animal abuse. He's eating cats. Yeah. We're ruining things. We just progressively have ruined. I think progression's great, but when it's like it's tedious, it's not good, man. Mm-hmm. You're you're taking, they're sucking the fun out of it. The only thing that got to stick around was comedy, like actual stand up, and they trying to cancel stand up comedians. Yeah, the I mean the uh, it, it's it's a little different because they you know they they could kind of curate their space like they're inviting their audience to it. It's right. not being seen to the masses like all at once yeah um but there there are there have been uh journalists that show up to some of these shows and then they'll write an article in the la times and say dave Chappelle said this about the such and such community and this comedian said this and and they're butchering the joke because there's no context to it it's just like you know like the gay joke or the lesbian joke or whatever but yeah i think it's gonna be a, a few small spaces that that can really say what they want to, but That's, I think it's excuse me. I think it's up to us as creatives to um, to not fall into this like very. I, I think it's important to be mindful of the times. Like yeah. you don't want to be out here um, making racist jokes or like homophobic stuff like that. But I think it's also cool to do that. You know, to not necessarily a racist joke, but a joke about race or. You know, a joke I, about yeah. gay people or lesbians or whatever. I think that you should, and I think that there's a way that you can make those things funny. <laughs> if you're a, gr- a good enough creative where you make those things creatively funny, I've heard some black jokes I was fucking busting up. Mm-hmm. My first instinct wasn't to be like, wait, that was a black joke. I'm black. That's fucked up. 
Yeah. You shouldn't be saying that. Yeah. I look at the joke and be like, yo, that was fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. Or I'll be like, that was lazy. Mm-hmm. Therefore, that's racist. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's just lazy and it's just blatant, just bullshit, I'm like, yeah, that's racist. That yeah. he, he took no effort. Yeah. No effort. Yeah. You know what, too, though? I, what I hate is um, when they come after comedians because we go to comedians to hear fucked up shit. We live in a world full of political correctness. There are narratives flying around that all of us don't agree with, right? And they're, and they're trying to push this shit on us, and we're like, hey, motherfucker, wait a minute. I don't agree with all this nonsense. I'm going to watch Dave Chappelle so he could crack these fucked up jokes and I could escape from political correctness for a while. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's, it's insane. That's why I think people like comedy because even some of the nicest, kindest, respectful people go to comedy shows because they have to, when they go to work and they go to these corporate settings and shit, they got to listen to all of this corporate bullshit and political correctness and sensitivity training and mm-hmm. all of this. And it's like, bro, you can live in a world where you're a kind, decent human being, but you also have another layer to yourself mm-hmm. where you can be uh, you could crack a joke where you could take a joke. Mm-hmm. That's why that's probably one of my most that's probably one of the most attractive things to me when it comes to women. Mm-hmm. If I crack a joke on them and then they just start busting up laughing because they mm-hmm. can laugh at themselves. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about just some super insensitive like you're fat as fuck. <laughs> that's wrong. That's wrong. <laughs> it's right? not funny either. Right. If you find a creative way to call a woman fat and she laughs, then you won. Yeah. You'd be like, ha, one more of those honey buns and we'll have to get you some more pants. <laughs> They'll be like, oh, my God, you're fucking hilarious. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> yeah, this, this, is, this is insane, man. I, I think if you can't create freely, then get out. Then mm-hmm. just get out. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering what, like, people who are hypersensitive, what kind of comedy do they listen to? Like, how do they even have fun? I guess it's versions of, you know, kind of like very straight comedy I've that se- people I, like. I've but. seen some comedy that made my stomach hurt because... I, Here's the thing. Uh, I don't know if are you familiar with the Hodge twins? Yeah. Okay. There's some very right wing, like very right wing dudes. They didn't start off like that, but they tell jokes that are all in alignment with very right wing ideology, and everybody's laughing. You see a bunch of people with Trump hats and shit just laughing, and Mm -hmm. I'm like, this isn't comedy. This is just just. It's it's just literally them pandering to that to that base. Yeah. I've seen liberals do the same shit. And it's it's it makes my stomach hurt because mm-hmm. it's like, dude, you guys can't objectively be funny without like having your political beliefs bleeding into the comedy. Mm-hmm. That is so annoying. Mm-hmm. It'll be like, uh, like you know, um, we, it's our bodies. We can do what we want. You feel me? And then it's like, how is this funny? Yeah. Like I don't I don't think the subject of like. Uh, abortion and shit yeah really unless it's within the context of some type of creative joke yeah it's it's really not all that funny yeah now i heard bill burr telling an abortion joke that had me dying that's bill burr though bill burr said (laughs) bill burr said because you know how people talk about like you know uh you know in what time there's a baby or there's not Mm -hmm. he said imagine i'm about to make a cake and I put it in the oven and my fucking asshole brother starts stomping around and kicking stuff over. And then my cake falls down. And he said, well, I mean, it wasn't even done yet. He said, well, it would have been a cake if you didn't fuck it up. Mm-hmm. He's basically saying like, <laughs> yeah, it would have been. Yeah. 
a kid, but he told it in a much better way. Yeah. Yeah, but nah, man. You did Bill Burr disservice. I did, because I just, I don't remember the nuances of the joke. But he likened the cake to a fetus. Yeah. You know. But yeah, man. Simpsons, you got to you gotta cut the show off now, man. Show got to go. Endings are good. Cut it off. If you can't create freely, get the fuck on, because Homer not choking Bart, I got a problem with it. Yeah. I've heard of, um, I think as a creative sometimes, and I'm not in that that world yet where I'm in those uh, in those meetings with executives and stuff like that, and you you have to like um, there may be like some bullet points that they want in in the script or in the movie, but um, yeah, I, I just think that it's important to uh, always remember the thing that excited you about the the medium. Right. And I think that kind of going back to what Andrew Schultz was saying, like he kind of grew up on the 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 type of comedy that just kind of walked the line. It was very edgy and sometimes it went over the line. Um, But, you know, so, you know, he he made it a point to bring that back, uh, bring that type of comedy back. And I think that, you know, for for there's a there's a group of kids out there that grew up on South Park and, and the Simpsons and. And Family Guy, and they were like, yo, this was funny, and this was kind of like, I don't even know if I should be laughing at this, but I think it's important for us as creatives to continue to to keep pushing and not fall into this uh, politically correct era that we're in and that which which makes us afraid to say anything or, you know, do anything, and everything has to have this, you know, this pretty bow on, on, on it and stuff like that. I just think that, um, I think that this, this thing is gonna it's gonna uh it's gonna die out eventually. Like this this version of We always like, go the other way. Yeah, I think it's we're we're gonna go back to um a style of 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 T V that, that we really liked or that we grew up on and this whole like, you know, Homer's, you know, uh not gonna choke Bart anymore. I think that this is it's not gonna last forever. And uh, I'm gonna be on the other side, ready to go, walking the line. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, whenever the pendulum swings too far, it will swing right back. Mm-hmm. That's how it's been throughout American history. Mm-hmm. We all kind of like in the next 20 years, I think things are gonna be, it's gonna switch around. Mm-hmm. If you look at the 90s, right? And you look at how people were and how they dressed. Like if you use women for an example, women were very fashionable in the 90s, meaning you were more likely to see a girl with a hat and a polka dot shirt with some stonewashed jeans. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And like mm-hmm. a, 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 you know, like a, a big like leather belt. And like they just had a different style to them. Mm-hmm. Women were more fashionable rather than like trying to dress sexy. Mm-hmm. Right. I guess sexy for a woman back then was just like how they put a twist on their fashion. Yeah. And then here we go all the way to now, we've labeled like dressing sexy as like literally having your nipples showing. Mm -hmm. What I think is in the next 20 years, women are going to flip it and they're going to go back to modesty. Mm -hmm. I think that this is just a time and place. I think that men are going to change too because men back then, a lot of men were cold. They didn't have any... They didn't display emotion well. They were too afraid to do it. You got more men that are actually being emotionally available and uh, able to, you know, seek help and seek therapy and things of that nature. Back Mm -hmm. then, it wasn't even considered a thing. Yeah. 
So th- this is what I'm saying is like times change, people change. Mm-hmm. You know, we went from for a long time people were wearing skinny jeans. If you've noticed, a lot of people are going back to baggy shit now. Yeah. You see like certain artists wearing baggy jeans and yeah, uh, uh, freaking Drake, big ass jeans on. Uh, uh, Travis Scott, big ass jeans on. Yeah. It's starting to happen again. Yeah. I seen... Um I seen Lance Gross. Uh, there was a video of him. It was like a maybe at a college campus or some some type mm-hmm. of event, mm-hmm. and he had a, like a, it was a low key clean outfit, but it was like bigger clothes. So, mm-hmm. like you were saying that 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 era, mm-hmm. um, probably what, what, what would be the peak of the baggy clothes? The that pe- would be like when I was the peak. You said yeah. The peak of the baggy clothes had to be probably when I was in high school in 2003. Mm. Because they didn't start, they stopped getting bigger. They stayed around the same. Mm-hmm. But there was a time. That's in the, around like this, that snap era. Because I, I, I related to music. So I'm looking at like Soldier Boy. I'm looking at like the Lean With It, Rock With It. Like ooh, all the music fuck. videos. Wait, big old white tees. That was, hold on, I might be wrong because the pants were big then too. But actually, no, 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 no. Then they weren't. They was wearing them shorts that was long as pants. Yeah, the shorts. Like the shorts yeah. would be down old, to the ankles. Yeah, that's stupid. Yeah, yeah, I never wore those even then. Yeah. But I did have a tall tee, though. Mm-hmm. I had like a fucking three, four X tall I used to wear. <laughs> I used to see skinny dudes with a five X. Like, damn. Long tee, look like a dress. With a long chain on. Yeah. And there was a snapback era, too, mm-hmm. where the snapbacks were Tiger, like mm-hmm. Tiger, and, and the, what's the jerking boys? You're a jerk. Yeah, new boys. Yeah, like that era with the snapback hats was huge. Mm-hmm. Tiger and everybody was had a snapback because mm-hmm. you got to understand. When I was in high school, we wore nothing but fitted hats, mm-hmm. nothing but fitted hats. Now I noticed that fitted hats are slowly coming back. Mm-hmm. Where like they did, they wore never all the way out, but most people was fucking with snaps. Yeah, it's easier. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's a trip, man. Everything changes, man. Everything yeah. comes back the same. Like eventually people are going to get tired of the political correctness and all of these media companies are going to start leaning towards the the the, volu- the the real volatile shit. Yeah. Because a lot of them is real scary now. But once that shit start winning, they're going to be like, yeah, let's talk about whores. <laughs> let's talk about let's crack black jokes now. It's crazy because <laughs> I just don't you know, that's not even I, th- I don't believe that most people live their life in that way fuck no they don't just kind of that's how they display it to the world absolutely not absolutely not let's go ahead and move on switching gears uh usc quarterback caleb williams crying after a loss to washington um caleb williams got some backlash for crying which is uh kind of weird um Mm -hmm. especially in a time where we act like we're so progressive right Mm -hmm. uh Video helped him share mental health advocacy. Caleb Williams isn't worried about what anyone thinks of his now viral video. The USC quarterback um, uh, was caught on camera crying in his mother's arms after 52-42 loss to Washington last week. The scene was garnered uh, a lot of attention with reactions varying, but none of them will sway how Williams carries himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, being an advocate for mental health and trying to show your emotions and express yourself is something that I've been doing since I was young, he wrote on Instagram. Now being on the national level, being able to try and share that awareness with the public and me doing just what I did on Saturday, even though it was far from what I was trying to do, it showed and spread that awareness. Williams appeared to get some support from the likes of NFL star Rob Gronkowski this week who seemed to understand where the quarterback was coming from. 
he still he still called it weird, which is not weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just said I thought it was a little bit too much. Let me be clear when I say this. There was um there was a, a viral kind of a viral take. I forgot who it was, her name, but she basically said like, um, what what happened to men? Why are men jumping in their mommy's arms and crying after a game? That you know, I hope the NFL team see this because they'll see what type of leader he is, and this is not good. <coughs> and I thought to myself, this is so outdated. Mm-hmm. If I see somebody that wants to win so bad that after a game they cried, I want that guy. Mm-hmm. I want that guy as a leader of my team, mm-hmm. right? Because this guy has passion. He's not a robot, and he, yeah. he actually cares about the game. Mind you, with these NIL deals, these, these quarterbacks, these, these players are making millions of dollars in college. Mm-hmm. He could very easily walk off the field and be like, mm, I still got money. I still got girls. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Right? But he didn't do that. He wanted to fucking win. I've seen countless athletes after losing an event cry. And he went to the he went to the one person that he knew was not going to judge him. He went he jumped in the stands to his mother. His yeah. mother, his mother not only embraced him and held him up while he jumped up in the stands, but she had a piece of paper, a large white piece of paper that and she covered his face and allowed him to like literally vent his frustrations and cry mm-hmm. and it's so many mixed reviews let me tell you something dog if it was a woman no one would ever question shit mm-hmm. no one and this is the issue I, I hear a lot of people and this is not just on women but i hear a lot of women complain about the patriarchy or this or that there are a lot of patriarchal behaviors that women have mm-hmm. and one of them is when they see a guy crying they just don't trust him it, I'm dead serious. That there are a lot of women that say, you know what? If a man cries in front of me, it's fine. He could display his emotions. But when there is mixed reviews from women and men on the internet, that's not cool. There are a lot of women that think men are void of emotion, mm-hmm. and they take up women take up a lot of real estate, a lot of emotional real estate in relationships because the man is there as a support system. Mm-hmm. But if a man is crying too much, women will question his leadership. I've seen this a million times. How many times before you guys disagree with me on the podcast, how many times have you heard your friends and your homegirls or your aunties say, men are so emotional now. They're just like women. It doesn't make any sense. They're worse than women. All they do is complain and they do this and that. No, it's called having a soul. <laughs> And due to you dealing with men who were void of emotion or they were too afraid to express themselves, when you finally get a man who can articulate his emotions and when he is going through shit, he can cry, he can feel angry about something or he could like literally express how he feels. It's a foreign thing to you because you are used to taking up most of the emotional real estate in all of your relationships. Mm-hmm. There's, man, I've literally, bro, I swear to God, I've literally heard women say, like, I don't need no man that's crying. Like, if I need somebody that I can lean on, not somebody that got to lean on me. I've mm-hmm. heard this shit mm-hmm. too many fucking times. Mm-hmm. Why do we have to keep, why is there only, like, masculinity is a very nuanced thing. Mm-hmm. You know how many episodes I've heard Joe Rogan cry on his fucking podcast? You know, he cried about, you know, he had a dog that passed away years ago that he loved that, you know. He cried about he he cried about, you know, freaking a fighter that he knew that was a good person that ended up dying of like an overdose or something. And he was crying like and he's a black belt in Brazilian jiu jitsu and fucking karate like this is 
This is a masculine dude. Mm -hmm. But it's it's fucked up how men get reduced down to some type of crybaby when he is a human being. Mm -hmm. I know I'm going on a tangent here. I know. God damn it. But I've cried. And I'm Mm -hmm. not much of a crier. When I'm crying, something's really going wrong. But I've had situations where my feelings was hurt in a situation and you know and uh, because the woman didn't want me or whatever and i was crying that wouldn't happen to me now but 100 percent i did Mm -hmm. but unlike most men i had a friend that i could call with tears in my eyes that listened and talked to me Mm -hmm. my best friend of 23 years keith's older brother desmond Mm -hmm. i'm lucky to have that outlet to where i got tears in my eyes and my homie's like hey man what's going on talk to me Mm -hmm. and i'm able to to vent my frustrations and talk to him. Hmm. You know how many other men will answer the phone like, man, why are you crying to me, man? You, Man, what you doing, dog? You know you can't be doing this. Yeah. Being fake. It's crazy how a man could have a best friend for many years and you will cry at his funeral when he dies, but you was too much of a coward to cry in his face when you was going through something when y'all was both alive. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make any fucking sense. If you had a friend for over 30 years and he died and you're crying at his funeral, y'all never cried in front of each other for 30 fucking years. We're all going to die someday, man. We got to stop being fake. Yeah. Um, dang, you just left me out. <laughs> Push me to the edge. Um, but yeah, I, I, I agree. He has I think- tears in his eyes. <laughs> 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 I think that, um, you know, we we as men, we, we are... Um, these, there's these societal norms, you know, like we're supposed to uh, have zero emotion. We're supposed to be the, the calm in the storm and all these all these like these these fake um, things that the that we they put on men. And for somebody like um, Caleb Williams, who's just a young man who, you know, who loves the sport of football and is out there playing his heart out to show some short, sort of emotion. And for there to be people, like you said, on both sides, whether men or women, that are calling him weird or saying, like, you know, he's not a leader and all these other things. It's like, I I think that, you know, I this is one thing that I would say I do appreciate about, you know, the modern era is that there are pe- people pushing back on that, on that idea that, you know, Caleb Williams is not a man because he's crying or showing some sort of emotion. Um you know, even, you know, like certain lines from Drake's, Drake where he talked about, you know, people saying certain things about him because he's showing, showing emotion. Mm-hmm. But I think that um, it's just it's normal, man. And yeah. I think that it's I think it's great, you know, that he was he's able to do that. Um, Caleb Williams is uh, very likely to be, you know, a top five, depending on how his, uh, you know, his combine and, you know, his offseason stuff goes and the rest of this. Uh, college season um he's very likely to be uh you know the number one pick in the draft or at least like top two or three pick in the draft so um in his his he has the stats to back it up and usc Mm -hmm. is like like um they would be a much better team if they had a defense that could stop somebody Mm -hmm. you know so he he's just he's a person and i if i was a, a, a coach or NFL g- general manager or owner or whatever, you want somebody that is not okay with losing, and that's what hundred uh, percent. That's what Lashawn McCoy uh, mentioned. He was saying like he he played with a bunch of people 
that that worked uh, that didn't really work that hard, and they showed up to, to to the game, and and they had a bad game the week before, and then they had a bad game the next week, and then the following week they had a bad game, and they were comfortable with having a bad game, and they they didn't you know work any yeah. extra, put any more work in when it came to um, them losing. And he said that those are the people that I don't want to be around. But for Caleb Williams, a person that you know is is frust- like you said frustrated and sad by losing. Um, that shows that he genuinely cares about this, this, you know, this, this game, and that's the type of person that you want around. So that's just the football way of it. But in terms of just being a man, it, it's perfectly fine. Like we, like you said, we as men have been, um, like, uh, I guess, like coached into like having no emotion for our whole lives. That what happens sometimes, you know, like I was telling you before the podcast it could be a thing where he crying about the football game and losing to Washington that could be like the surface level version of it yeah but it really could be him crying about the passing of you know like his his grandpa you know however many years ago or his cousin that he never got to grieve uh over and all these different things like and I know from experience sometimes like you'll cry about you know the thing on the surface but all while you crying, you crying for every top opportunity that you never really got to cry. Yeah, you and got backlogged. Cl- you got backlogged emotion. Yeah. So it, yeah, I, I just think like, man, get off this dude back. Even the people that's talking about him, like, like I said, he's gonna be come whenever the draft is uh, um, at the beginning, the first quarter of next year, or whenever it is. His name is going to be called in the first two or three picks, yeah. and he's going to be very successful, and he's going to go on to be a, a very accomplished yeah. NFL player. Yeah, U- Ultimately, yeah, like what you mentioned with LaShawn McCoy when he was talking about this, if you bust your ass as a player, you give your best, you work out, you run sprints, you go out there, you put on a good performance, but your teammate, he fucked up last week, he fucked up this week, he blew some assignments, and after the game, he like, hey, what's up, y'all? How y'all doing, man? Why the fuck are you happy? I'm not saying you should be sad, but I'm saying that all this enthusiasm you have after being a loser for two straight fucking weeks, I'd rather see you with tears on your eyes knowing that you that you have emotion towards how you've been playing. Mm-hmm. I don't want to play with a motherfucker that doesn't want to win. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing here? Of course you get paid millions of dollars to play this game. Right, so should you be happy? You get paid a hundred percent, but I don't want a motherfucker smiling in my face and happy after playing like a bum for two straight fucking weeks. Yeah, I, I'd rather have somebody. Even if you're not sad, you like, man, this is bullshit. I'm gonna go watch film and I'm gonna get better. That's the type of people you want to be around. If you've ever been a part of a winning culture, you'd never have happy losers. Mm-hmm. If you got a bunch of happy losers, y'all gonna lose a lot more fucking games. Trust me. Yeah. I mean, I think I think that um, anybody that has an opinion about that probably has never lost anything. Like they mm-hmm. haven't, the the stakes haven't been high enough for them to actually lose anything. So that's that's perfectly normal. Yeah. I would say that the way he did it was something that I haven't seen before. I wouldn't necessarily call it weird, but I would just say that it's um, something that I've never seen before. Somebody running up in the stance and crying um, to their mom, but you know, in terms of just crying after a loss, like that's just that's. That just shows you care. And I've done that, and many other people have done that. Ridiculous, um, yeah. 
people have cried when they won. You know, you know, yeah. guys like Kobe Bryant and you know Michael Jordan and all them guys have cried when they won championships and stuff like that. So that's like that's that's normal. Yeah, you know, more, I think men need to cry more. Yeah, I don't know. I I can't quantify us needing to cry more. It's more or less when the moment is real and something's really going but on. But I say. We need to cry more because we be feeling it's back. Like we just had a conversation about backlogged emotions. It'd be people sitting in funerals, not crying at all. <laughs> oh, yeah. Here's the thing, too. After the loss, he also said, you know, like I, at this point, I just want to I want to go home and watch a movie and just cuddle my dog, man. Just cuddle with my dog. And people was like, oh, my God, I think he's gay. Or, oh, my God, why is he so emotional? He does sound like a white girl. I mean, maybe he is. I think he's half white, ain't he? Yeah, I just said he sounded like a white girl, though. Yeah, he probably got a Taylor Swift waiting on him. When he <laughs> you think he coloring that dog by himself? <laughs> and some pumpkin spice lattes. Yeah, he coloring, he coloring something else and he get up in there, too. <laughs> it's probably as soon as he opened the door, it's a, some fine white girl in there like, it's okay, Caleb. Like, I understand. Like, go, 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 go. I know what you're going through right now. <laughs> I brought your dog from the doggy daycare and like, <laughs> your dog can feel it. He's really sad, too. <laughs> Yeah, but you know what's funny about that though is is I didn't judge him for even that statement because truth be told, dog, I guarantee you there are other people that are doing comparable things when they go home after they feel depressed. Mm-hmm. People with dogs, you think they just stand there and look at the dog and don't do don't interact with the dog? Yeah, there's some dog people that really, really dogs yeah. have a therapeutic element about them. Mm-hmm. If you're sad or you're going through something, I've seen videos of dogs that walk up to the. They could tell. They could feel the the the. I guess the the temperament of you know the the person. They're sad or they're angry, and the dog will come up and lick them and like try to cuddle with them. Yeah, that's what dogs do. Like dogs can sense when you're going through something. Yeah, you know, and it's like, bro, we all have our private moments. The same dude, right? Check this out. The same dude that's like. Yeah, you know what, bro? You know, my girl cheated on me, um, but it is what it is. I'm back in the streets doing my thing. You know, I ain't worried about it. Just on to the next. You feel me? That same motherfucker is crying when he goes home. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you because I've seen it. Mm -hmm. I've seen it. How many of the people that that try to act hard, as soon as they start drinking, you notice they become emotional alcoholics and they got tears coming out their eyes? Because the only way they can decompress is being completely inebriated because they are too weak to face their fucking problems when they're not drinking. Mm -hmm. There are a ton of men like this. A ton of them. What I will say, though, is, is the advantage women have is in society, they could bust out crying anywhere, any time of the day, and no one will question why they're crying. They, If anything, they want to know who hurt them. Mm-hmm. If a man busts out crying, ain't nobody going to go embrace that man or ask him what's wrong. Except your moms. Women, except for your mama, because women will see you crying in public and think you crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't, he might be a creep. I don't want to go talk to him. I don't know what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Men, men just you got one thing you need to understand as a man is this: is you have to have control of your emotions, and being and having emotions does not make you emotional. That's the thing people men need to understand. Like if you are emotional with no directions, you got a problem. If you're like, "Fuck, I'm running in a circle. I don't know what to do with my life," you better figure it out, buddy. Because mm-hmm. at that point, I don't feel sorry for man or woman that act like that. When a man or a woman is just too emotionally unglued, you are a de- you are just 
just you're terrible to be around. I can't yeah. be around people like that. You can be emotional, but you need to have a direction in which your emotions are being displayed, at least. Yeah. Right? If and if if a man is crying, he like, man, I'm so fucking mad, but I'm gonna get up again tomorrow and I'm gonna go to these job interviews and I'm gonna get a job. Like if he got tears in his eyes and he's doing that, that's not a weak man. Uh, yeah, it's emotional intelligence. Yeah. yeah. It's not he's not being controlled by his emotions. No. He has emotions and he's still he's expressing still them. acting. Yeah. Man, I've seen man, I've seen dudes in the middle of fights beating the shit out of people crying. Yeah. We don't really know where the tears come from. They just sometimes they just come, man. I see this dude, yeah. bro. I swear I've seen it. He be like, "Man, I don't want to fight," and he beating the shit out of him. Yeah. Man, leave me alone. You always messing with me every day. Stop. Like, yeah. it's pent up emotion. Mm-hmm. It's it's there. There have been there have been situations I've seen where a person is getting bullied, and it's happening all the time, and then they just beat the fucking shit out of them with tears flowing down their face. Mm-hmm. Because it's that backlog emotion, mm-hmm. you know, it's 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 bad, man. Yeah, it's real. It's bad. You, you, I'm telling. The reason why men need to learn how to articulate their emotions and how to properly display them is because when you become, when you get with, when you get around women and you cohabitate, you know, with women, you marry them. You need to learn how to have control. And also know how to properly express your emotions because you do not want to blow up on a woman. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be like, look here, bitch. Like, you know, <laughs> you, you know what? Don't do that. Don't do that. You, uh, you, you want to <laughs> be able to properly control yourself and express yourself and you will still be able to decompress the same exact way. Sometimes you have to, like, like you said, you have to do it um, in real time because, like you said, um, if you hold on to a lot of stuff, and we we do, um, yeah. but you don't want to hold on to everything, everything because oh that's, shit, Drake, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's you know that's how you end up blowing up. So yeah, that was uh, even today. I was uh, I was watching the Forty ers game, and mind you, Christian McCaffrey is trying to break the record. It's like I don't know you was watching it, like yeah, at I the end it. of the game, they just them. they was throwing him the ball, and I was like, man, I'm trying to witness history. And my girlfriend just gonna come and like sit on my lap, like in the middle of the play. Like this nigga Kyle Shanahan pacing across the sideline calling plays. And I'm like, oh dang, I'm like trying to figure out if he's gonna break the record or not. And she just gonna come and sit on my lap. And I'm like, yo, don't do that. Like, don't I'm like I'm watching the football game. You know what I mean? And and I think that that was important to say because a lot of times, like, I don't think women really understand the magnitude of like a a man watching football on a Sunday. You know what I mean? It's something so like, it's just like a something we've been doing, you know, for, for most men, like when, since we was yay high, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think that, I think a lot of women be trying to like, I don't know, like they be trying to minimize that experience or they just mm-hmm. don't understand like, you know, how important that is to us. So um, I had to say that because I don't want that to be a thing where, you know, um, you know, later on down the line, you know, something like that happens again or like something like that continues to happen where, you know, I don't know, she, I don't like just doing things while I'm trying to have the experience of watching the 49ers play. I I think, I think I guess football, I guess is the example here, but I think that what happens too is, is um, there could be something that predates them, meaning whatever that occasion is, you could be working on a car, you could be, 
uh, I don't know, be, you might be a pinstriper, which takes extreme focus to be a pinstriper on a car. Mm -hmm. And your wife is like, I made you dinner. I went over here. I did this and that. And you like, and you just like, I'll talk to you in a minute. Give me a moment. Mm -hmm. And and they don't, they can't comprehend what that moment means to you. Because I hate to say this, but sometimes I think women might need to do a better job of looking at that moment and evaluating how important it is to you before they interject. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's meant to be malicious because I think that maybe it might be, they might just want to spend time, mm -hmm. but they might be inserting themselves too early. It's Yeah. I don't think it's malicious. I think it's just ignorant, but yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, it's, not ignorant, like you know. I know like, what you mean. Ignorant is basically you don't know by yeah. definition. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's the problem with some with some that people def even things per definition. I know what you meant by saying, mm -hmm. but some people are like that's how it he called his girlfriend stupid, ignorant. I don't <laughs> like Keith. He just call, it's like he's just abusive language. <laughs> it's like yeah. no, you didn't say <laughs> but yeah, I think it happens a lot. I I, I, I always yeah. lean back on like because I think that that's a thing that. Um, that is, uh, it takes some getting used to in, in yeah. terms of relationship, especially people that are, um, I would say in any field, like you said, it, it could be a person that just likes working on cars. Mm -hmm. It could be a person that likes working out. Like, you know, my, my older brother, Desmond, he's a person that, like, he'd be in the gym, you know, faithfully. So, um, that, but I, I think it's on both ends. It's just something that you have to, like, understand about your partner. Like, this yeah. is a time that they have dedicated to, this and um, I just gotta, you know, fi find my way and navigate my way through through it all. Cause, yeah. like you said, some stuff kind of like predates you, you know. Yeah. I just, and I, oh, but what, oh, my point ahead. that I was getting at was, um, you were telling me about Jamel Hill and her husband, and you oh, said that, yeah. um, you know, sometimes he would walk in the room or whatever he sees she working, he like, yo, I'm gonna go find, I'm gonna make myself busy over here. Mm -hmm. So I think that it goes both ways. Hundred percent. Yeah. And yeah, that's a good, that's a good one because Jamel Hill um, is a journalist, mm -hmm. and she does a lot of writing. And her husband would see her like writing, and he, he wouldn't even engage it. He would just like be like, "Oh, she's busy. Let me go ahead and go do some over here." Mm -hmm. And then at they would like convene at a later time. Yeah. And I think that there's like certain boundaries. And I think what happens though, and I hate to say this, but I think that so many men just, um, I won't say fall victim, but they kind of like, you know either the, 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 the girlfriend on the lap situation or like, oh, let's go over here, babe, and then men just do it. Mm -hmm. And I think that you got to set some type of healthy boundaries where like if you see your wife or your girl that's doing something and she considers it important, like it's something she considers important, leave her the fuck alone. Mm -hmm. Like let her, if she if she's making, I don't know, she if she's making some type of clothing, and this is something that she's really into, mm -hmm. you know, leave a nugget and walk off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. I just think as men and women as well, we got to do a better job. I think men need to do a better job of articulating their feelings and knowing how, like, sometimes you even got to talk yourself through how you're going to express yourself, even when you're talking to men. Because mm -hmm. it's, it's when you want to avoid conflict, you have to know how to articulate, you know, you have to learn how to articulate how you're going to speak to someone. Yeah. That you, you, and this is not just like man to man. This is man to woman also. 
Because when you're speaking to women, sometimes you can be like, hey, I don't really want to go over there. And depending on how they comprehend it, they'll just get offended and be like, well, I don't ever want to do it again then. Fine. And it's like, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think think a lot of women just like, I think I think we all do. Um, I'm mm-hmm. not going to say that on women, but I think you know, just you know, in terms of us being biased towards men, mm-hmm. I think a lot of women just like they don't really, they don't really like um, understand like the what's like literally being said. A lot of it is just like it's just being filtered through um, their own women brain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what they call that? Uh, what they call it? Girl math? Boy? Boy math, girl math, the yeah, shit, the shit they got going on on the internet right now. Oh, uh, I never seen that. Yeah, I think it. There's no at the end of the day. It we're all we're dealing with people, right? But it is true. Like the way men and women are, are we are different, and being as we are different, and the way we comprehend and see things are different. Mm-hmm. We have to learn how to communicate. And even though we may both still speak English, we are not speaking the same fucking language. <laughs> Yeah, we are not speaking the same language. We're not. Yeah. I, I told you about that. Uh, it wasn't a psychologist. I forgot like what what their position was, but they basically compared a man and woman's brain to where a man's brain is like a waffle because men can compartmentalize things, and women is like spaghetti, where everything is connected. Mm-hmm. So you have all these different connected emotions. That doesn't make women problematic. That just means that's the way they comprehend the world. Men tend to be able to comp, like compartmentalize things, which could be good and bad. Because some men could be like, "I love my family, but at night I'm a serial killer." You <laughs> know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 so that's that's not always a good thing. Yeah, he yeah. Don't make, he don't mix business and pleasure. Yeah, yeah. Mm. This this nigga working at Walgreens during the morning and killing people yeah. at night. Yeah, I make more killing people, so I do that to take care of my family. <laughs> <laughs> Hey. <laughs> yo, that's wild, yo. Yeah, that's good stuff. Shout out to the killers out there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and move on. Switching gears. Uh, Eagles. Oh, no, no, not there yet. Not there yet. Mario Lopez. Uh, Mario Lopez responded to claims that he code switches after a video of him with his homie went viral. Okay, like I, this is really weird because Mario Lopez had to express explain to people that he was Mexican, mm-hmm. which is sad. Like I, he has to like tell people, "Hey, I'm actually Mexican." Mm-hmm. You've been trying to make this man some other race for the past thirty years. It's crazy. <laughs> and uh, it's, let's see here. He in quote he says, "I can't be sounding all hood like that. I got to keep it a little more polished and buttoned up." Uh, Mar- uh, Mario Lopez responded to critics who accused him of code switching and downplaying his Mexican heritage to the public. Mm-hmm. Code switching is a definition uh, uses dialect, register, accent, or language var- variety over another, depending on social or cultural context, to project a specific identity. Okay, let's see if I can pull the video up. Hold on, hold on, damn it. I like it with mayonnaise. This is basically a shrimp tostada. I like the salty, kind of sweet combo right there. Then we've got a cocktail de camarón right here. Ooh. Right, you get down on that? I got some Valentina, we got porfis, but I like the guacamaya. So I get right there. You put I that can, on tostadas I put too? that on tostadas too. All right, let me try Yeah, let me get that. Oh, no, this is a good one right here. Though. It might be a little too spicy for you. Okay. Always in the little time. Who is going to drink? He's good. I'm, I'm not so disciplined. He remembers. <laughs> 
here we go. These are fire. That's not like Kamaya. Not that spicy. But it's good. But it's got good flavor. It got a little cake, but good flavor. All right. I like going with the with the old school salty. So you get an idea, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> so what I don't like is he says, I can't be talking all hood like that, you know, on Access Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I will push back on that and say this. I wouldn't refer to my cultural language as hood because he's Mexican. It's nothing to be ashamed of. I think that as black people, we have the same thing, meaning we may not be speaking a different language, but we have a cultural language, like almost like a Ebonics adjacent conversation when talking to uncles and cousins and friend and family and we may be speaking a little more general and basic in in certain business settings i don't think code switching is always a bad thing unless you're being fake that's when it's an issue but yeah. i with, with like i just think that what's weird too is mario lopez has never been to do this wearing his culture on his on his on his shoulder you know, for the last 30 plus years. Mm-hmm. Like, people was trying to make up, a, they used to try to call him Hawaiian and shit when he was on uh, Say by the Bell. Yeah. And then it was people like, what is Mario Lopez? Is he like Puerto Rican or something? Is he, what is he, is he from Europe? Is he from Spain? It's like, what the fuck? He's Mexican, bro. Like, mm-hmm. and now this guy has to literally, him just being Mexican and speaking amongst an, his fellow Mexican friend made the internet break because people couldn't believe he was Mexican. This is, mm-hmm. this is hilarious, mm-hmm. but it's also sad. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine this. That's like Wayne Brady having to tell people that he's actually black. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. Dang, we didn't know. We didn't know you were black. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. The fucking dark skin didn't give you away. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> That's the unfortunate thing for him, but... When he was talking about like the the food he was eating, he was at like a taco truck, mm-hmm. so he was eating like tostadas and uh, you know uh, camarón and all kind of different Mexican dishes. Mm-hmm. I think it was like a, a marisco spot. Mm-hmm. So he's eating cultural Mexican food. It's probably fire too. It's probably fire, mm-hmm. and he's chilling with his homie. So I he, mean, it's probably fuego. Fuego. <laughs> <laughs> flame emoji <laughs> yeah man it's hilarious man yeah. I, it's i don't know i, I just i thought that this was <clears throat> funny because yeah. i always knew that this guy was mexican but it's not like i'm like oh that's mario lopez the mexican guy from saved by the bell i, th- I think what it is is he's such a icon um that he's kind of beyond race like racially ambiguous basically yeah but not even because of the way he looks just because of his his status and Mm. you know just his job he's you know he's he's always on the red carpets and stuff like that um kind of like a will smith you don't you just Mm. don't think about him as like being black michael jordan yeah michael jordan you just Mm. with michael jordan dark as hell yeah but he was he was michael jordan you never thought he's kind of just beyond race right yeah but um the Rock, yeah. The Rock is kind of racially. The Rock looks racially ambiguous, though. Dude, there's a few like that. Yeah, there's a few like that. I'm gonna give you three, three of the, who top, the top. Who the top three? Three of the top racially, racially and most racially ambiguous people. And and you guys know I'm right. The three most racially ambiguous people. Wait, hold on. Let me see. I'm gonna I'm get. Come I on, got two. I'm, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna find a third one. Who's hold two? On. Give me one and two. No, you go first, and then we'll see if we on the same. We're on the same page. Okay. The Rock is one. The Rock is number one. Fucking Bruno Mars. 
Bruno. Bruno. Okay. Yeah. Bruno. And, okay. and believe it or not, Vin Diesel. Yeah, I was gonna say Vin Diesel. I wasn't gonna say Bruno, but yeah. Bruno is definitely. If Vin Diesel, if you if somebody told you he was half black, you believe him. If you, mm-hmm. if they told you he was Puerto Rican, you believe him. Yeah. If you told him he's Italian, you believe him. Yeah. This motherfucker. If you told him he was from Pakistan, you 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 don't know what the fuck Vin Diesel is. Mm-hmm. And then when I heard him talk, that really threw me off. He's like, "Yeah, that's what's going on." I'm like, "I have no fucking clue what this guy is." Yeah, Vin Diesel is that. He's definitely Vin Diesel is racially ambiguous. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. There's some people like there's some actresses like that too. Like who? Oh, fuck. What was uh oh, what's the name's ex-wife? Um Paula Patton. Yeah. She's she's kind of <laughs> like that. Mm-hmm. But my, yeah, sort of. I think it but I, if you know, you know kind of thing. She's um, like the typical like half black, half white. Yeah. I would say like a Rashida Jones is kind of yes, that's a good one. Rashida Jones, definitely. I think more, but more her more so because she rarely plays like black only man. up until like Black AF did she play like uh like a black character. I love that show, bro. Yeah, that show was really good. I loved it. Yeah, shout out to Rashida Jones. Rashida Jones, yeah, that's that's true. Like if you just see, you wouldn't really know what she was. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. That's a good one. That's a good yeah. one. Mm-hmm. What's the other one too? She kind of looks like that too. Uh, Christina Ritchie, Lionel oh, Ritchie's daughter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you know what she She's is. Probably more racially ambiguous than both. Y- of them. You know who I low key think might be black, but no one ever really talks about it. Who's that? It's fucking Khloe Kardashian. Yeah, especially now she's like yes. a little bit more done up. And yeah, she looked like tanned. she. Somebody kept saying that they thought that was fucking OJ Simpson's daughter, bro. Yeah. Yeah, and she looks way different than all of them. She tall as fuck. Yeah, they got different. Uh, they for sure got different dads. They got to man. Mm-hmm. I don't know what black guy it is, but somebody snuck around there, knocked her down. Yeah, she she definitely looks different, especially if you go to the old videos like with Chloe and Lamar. Mm-hmm. The, they had a whole show, I think. That uh, was it, the VH1 or something. Mm-hmm. It's called Chloe and Lamar. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hold on, she looked kind of black right there. Yeah. <laughs> she's like and then Kim was like I'm just like my black sister is so annoying <laughs> sometimes <laughs> she's always like being mean and fighting me <laughs> why do people still watch that fucking show oh my god I don't know I guess I've seen I think her and Courtney really got in a fight one time though Kim Kardashian like a physical fight yeah and Courtney like slapped her she's like ah you fucking bitch <laughs> 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 it was the most, just like the most non, like non physical slap ever. It was like, you nah, hit me. They gotta chill. You seen that? Uh, that skin, Skims is like the bro NBA sponsor. It's the NBA sponsors. You know what though? I'm gonna tell you something right now th- that I do not like at all. I do not like this. At- I'm gonna tell you why I don't like this. Because the whole idea of like women power and women gotta stick together, that's bullshit. Because Skims should be in the WNBA, not in the NBA. Skims from Kim Kardashian should be official sponsors of the WNBA, not the NBA. But only because the NBA gets way more acclaim, way, way more money, she chose to go with the NBA. If she really cared about women, she'd be in the fucking WNBA. It makes more sense for Skims to be in the WNBA. You know what's crazy? That um, 
they had actually recently just launched the men's line, and then I think they rolled out that that information shortly after. That's crazy. Yeah, and it just seems or it vice seems, versa. And it seems out of place. Mm-hmm. Why is Skims? Skims is more of like a a woman. It's obviously a woman generated company, but in a male dominated sport. What? Why? The, at least they could have. Cause she at least sponsored like fucking the Las Vegas Aces at least the back to back champs can they do that? Yeah, that's crazy, yo. Yeah, that's crazy. money talks, man. I money, mean, money definitely. I, talks. I, I I wouldn't say I can't really say anything because you know if the the business opportunity presented itself, I'm not, you know. It ain't my job to pr- promote the WNBA. If Skim sponsored <clears throat> this podcast, I would only be wearing underwear on this motherfucker. Ha! <laughs> Dick be swinging. Like, this podcast has been sponsored by Scams. Ha! <laughs> Scams, the official podcast sponsor of a Trucker's <laughs> Line podcast. We wear them high waisted boxer briefs. He'll be just watching two hours of black balls. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's funny. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, shout two out. hours of Prince. Yeah, shout out to shout out to Kim Kardashian. <laughs> People can say what they want about her, but she is genuinely a smart person. Yeah, she's, she's a genuinely. good businesswoman as well. Oh yeah, so is her mother. They're both very smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I hate, mean the mother's idea was to do the yeah. They're keeping up with the Kardashians, wasn't it? I don't know whose idea it was, but Chris mm-hmm. is very smart. She's very calm. She was a fucking lawyer. Mm-hmm. So, like, these are not just women that are doing... This is why, at, at some point, you have to stop sliding Kim Kardashian for that raggedy sex tape. Because there's been a ton of people <laughs> who did a sex tape that ain't doing shit right now. Yeah, that's true. A ton of them not doing shit. Kim Kardashian yeah. actually has a degree, right? Yeah. yeah. She's probably one of the only ones that have done it that, like... That have kind of moved away from it, you know. Yes, you did. There are some people that have done sex tapes, and now they're doubling back to the OnlyFans. Yeah, you know, you know whose career went up, but like it went up in like a different direction afterwards. Is as Pete Davis, Pete Davidson. Like after he broke up with Kim, he started being on all kind of commercials. He got Taco Bell commercials and shit now. Yeah, and you can tell he don't eat that shit because in every commercial he never take a bite out of the food. <laughs> Yeah. He's like, oh, they finally got a breakfast taco. And he just holding the motherfucker. He not even biting it. Yeah. You know Pete don't like that shit. Yeah, he knows it's nasty. Pete look, Pete's so skinny, he like he wanted them tacos that fill his whole body up. Yeah. <laughs> Pete is definitely racially ambiguous. That's a good that's a good one. He may be number four. Yeah, he might be number four. Yeah. You did this is the racial ambiguity. Yeah, he if you if he told you that he was mixed race, you would believe him. Yeah, you you think like maybe he's like a quarter black or something. Yeah, he's like got that. that pale, like very pale, like probably has like a uh, light skinned father and a white mom. Yeah, guy. maybe like uh, like Italian and like half vampire or something. Like oh that. yeah, definitely he's sucking somebody's blood. <laughs> that motherfucker sucking somebody's blood. <laughs> Pete Davidson is one of the only celebrities that look like he still donates plasma. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what's up with that guy, man. God damn. Yeah. Pete Davidson just wake up and open his coffin every fucking morning. (laughs) (laughs) He ain't never seen his reflection in the mirror. No, man. (laughs) If you only keep seeing Pete Davidson out at night, we know what the fuck is going on. He went out to have some garlic fries with Kim Kardashian, and he just started sizzling. That nigga's lip fell off. <laughs> it's like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. 
Oh my god, like why is your lips looking like that? Take these skim underwear and put them on your lip to stop the bleeding. <laughs> I heard the uh, I haven't looked at it, but they said the men's line looked pretty cool. I mean, it's uh, it's just draws, man. No, I think they got more than just underwear. Really? Yeah. Really? Let me I see. I think I like some real some real real attire. Real clothes, huh? Mm-hmm. Wow, skims, men's. I think I, uh, yeah, well, no, they don't got too much. I see some t shirts. I see underwear. Hold on. A three pack of boxers for $46? Damn, Kim. Hey. Jeez. A pair of socks for $18? Yeah, they just got boxers. Briefs, wow, boxers. this is oh wow. I want. I also wonder like how involved she is in the uh, in the creation of it because you know how mm-hmm. people can uh, they'll have something that's like presented to them by you know some designer in Europe or something like that, and they just attach her name to it. Or was she like really involved in like the <clears throat> the the origin of of the whole thing? So. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking at the men's bundled and saved. Let's go to all men. Yeah, they got a T-shirt, just a generic T-shirt for forty eight dollars, and they got like three dudes standing in underwear, like a black guy. Some, One of those uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander is on there. Yeah, this look kind of definitely. If, if if it's not gay, it's very gay adjacent. <laughs> um, Skims cotton T-shirt forty eight dollars. Yeah, damn Kim, three pair underwear forty six. You got tidy whities on here, bro. Mm-hmm. Nobody wears those. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's $42 for three tidy whities. Yeah, who wearing those? I don't know, bro. If, if bro, I hit- think that 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 community. This <laughs> 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 should now be referred to as that community. <laughs> the, the, uh, they they're them. <laughs> they wearing that shit. You know what's crazy, dog? Let's say you things are heating up. You and a young lady are really getting to know each other. You're in the bedroom, and it's gonna happen. Yeah. And then you pull your pants down. And you're wearing tidy whities. She imagine what yeah, she would she think. She might dry up down there. She might be like, "Oh, this guy. I think yeah. he's one of them. We shouldn't be doing this." Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Holy Christ! Yeah, not a good look. Yeah, I don't see myself in the uh, foreseeable future wearing skims in any capacity. Yeah. Unless I get. Some, some sponsor those are, that's too expensive for myself yeah it is i'll tell kim to her face like kim i think you're awesome but your fucking draws cost too much yeah yeah literally in real life and um on the website <laughs> i'm not saying nothing to that <laughs> i think kim could take a joke she dated pete davidson you know he was cracking all kind of jokes mm-hmm. you know how many jokes he had for kim's bbl that shit had to be insane <laughs> all right let's switch gears um Eagles, Jason Kelsey makes people's sexiest men alive list. All right. I think this was, I, I thought that this was pretty interesting. Um, Bing, let me go read this article. Uh, 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 uh. Eagles, Jason Kelsey makes people's sexiest men alive 2023 list provides perfect reaction on social media. Uh, 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 let's see here. He just put in quote, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And it just shows Jason Kelsey standing there. And a very dad-looking shirt. He just looks like the the ultimate dad. Uh, let's see here. People released a look six of the honorees, and Kelsey was in the mix with other names as Pedro Pasquale, Usher, Jamie Foxx, and Timothy Chalamet. 
uh, that is decent company when it comes to looks. And Kelsey will be able to hold it over the head of his brother, Travis. Kelsey reacted to the news on Twitter saying that beauty is in the eye of the beholder. That, I mean, it's random, but let's be, let's be <clears throat> clear. I don't think enough men get their flowers, right? Um, in addition to that, I'll say that we have an obsession with vanity on the Internet. And the obsession with vanity and, and conventional attractiveness is uh, woman, small waist, big breasts, pretty eyes. Uh, uh, her jawline is perfect. Her teeth are perfect. She's got a nice butt. Her legs, she might have a six pack. That th- This conventional attractiveness that's being portrayed on the Internet is not the average person. It's just not. Mm-hmm. Whether it's man or woman. If it's man, tall, muscles, uh, six pack, uh, you know, a nice beard. A jawline, tall, mm-hmm. all of that. Like that is conventional attractiveness. Mm-hmm. However, there is attractiveness that exists outside of what we what we have considered or whatever the metrics are for attractiveness, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of women out there that find like regular dudes attractive. You don't have to be the motherfucker with that six foot four. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And also, attractiveness is deeper than just looks. Now, I'm not saying you could be butt ugly. I'm just saying that. If you are a somewhat decent looking person and you're also a kind, good guy, there are women that like that shit. Mm-hmm. There are women who really like that. Like I was telling you before the pod, I was like, like there are some women that are just regular, you know, regular plain girls. And then you get to know them and they just become so much more attractive because they got such a great sense of humor. They could take a joke. They're really funny. They're really smart. Mm-hmm. You know, we got some of the same taste in music. Like shit like that will take a woman and just doop, just bring her. Bring what would her, it do? Huh? What would it do? Doop. Oh, dang. You know how like, the, the sound Mario makes when he goes up the <laughs> those flagpoles on the video game? <laughs> 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 Had one of those moments again, huh, Key? <laughs> I think I've done that shit to you way more, though. You'd be like, I hate it when a woman's like, ah, ah, ah. Like, <laughs> like what, Key? Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was funny. Yeah, man. But shout out <clears throat> shout out to the you know the, the regular dudes out there, some of the dads or whatever. Because yeah. there, there's been women that have been popping up in comments like, I'm really actually attracted to Jason instead of Travis. Travis oh, wow. Yeah, they said Travis seems like the guy that's going to break your heart. Mm-hmm. But you should really be dating a guy like Jason. Yeah. And I was just like, what? Y'all don't know if y'all mean this or not. <laughs> I would say that he, he, he may not have like the conventional. He, he doesn't look like, no. you know, Michael B. Jordan or something like that. His brother is more con- uh, considered the conventional handsomeness yeah. or attractiveness. Yeah. I will say, though, that he has the beard. And I think the beard has like um, lifted and elevated his, his status. Mm. Because when you have that, that, you know, especially the white boys, you know, they got them big, those big fluffy beards. Um, that could kind of give you that that just that manliness that yeah. I think women probably are are attracted to, but yeah, I think that this is this is uh, definitely something different. And you got to think too, like part of it is just the way you look, like that's part of the list. But part of it is the popularity of it all. And he's in recent years been you know more popular with the podcast and just kind of being um, more um, commercials and stuff like that. So you know he's kind of making his way into like. And that, which is crazy because he's a center on a you know f- in in football like which is being an offensive lineman in football 
it's not is a, it's not, not the very, most glamorous no, position. So yeah, I just think it says a lot about like the way that you know sports is moving, the way that he's been able to market himself, and you know, moving on. Um, you know, I'm sure post football career, he just has, you know, he has a bunch of different avenues that he can that he can do. I'm sure. Um, speaking on one of these ESPNs or FSNs is is in his is, or NFL Network or something like that is in his future, calling some games or something like that. So, but yeah, I think that's dope, man. I think it's dope that you can you know kind of just mature into like a sexy man, you know, outside of just being born and born like the conventional way. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the thing, man. There's mm-hmm. there's there's a bunch of just regular face niggas like me. Like it's not <laughs> a bad thing. Yeah, you know, I'm just a regular. <clears throat> I'm a regular dude, mm-hmm. but you know, I just, I'm gonna keep it a buck. Once the beard, once the beard is like in the right spot, you got your beard trimmed up real nice, mm-hmm. right? And you a big guy, and you work out a little bit. You lift some weights. You got some muscle on you. You may mm-hmm. not have a six pack, but you got a little chest. You got some arms, mm-hmm. kind of tall. Women be liking it. Yeah, yeah, they, you know. For sure. They warm up to it. They might at first. They might be like, uh, "I don't know if I really like him." <laughs> and then you have a little conversation. They're like, "Um, have you seen Eddie around here anywhere?" <laughs> I haven't seen Eddie in a while. I haven't talked to him. Yeah, you got to get the, get the beard right. Um, you know, make sure you make sure it's combed and stuff like yeah. that. It's 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 all about like high ele- elements of hygiene too. Because I've noticed like when I go to the gym, I spray like I get a good spray of cologne. Just spray one spray, spread it all around. Mm-hmm. You know, make sure I smell good, you know, just make sure you look decent in general when you go out and about. Mm-hmm. Right. Because uh, honestly, going to the gym is no excuse to stink, bro. Today, this I don't know. I don't know this guy, but I've seen him quite a few times. This black dude. Mm-hmm. And he fucking reeks that his armpits smell like his armpits smell like the onions from in and out. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> It's, when you go to the gym, especially the general person, most people are not like working that hard, right? Yeah, that's you know, crazy. a lot of people are just doing you know a few sets of things here and there, and they're not really breaking a sweat. So yeah, um, for you to be come from home, go to the gym, and then go back home, and in that however long you work out, hour to out forty five minutes, however long for you to get musty in that period of time, I just don't understand. This motherfucker smells like he works in a steel mill. <laughs> That's what he smells. He smells like he's taking care of fucking three kids and a wife. <laughs> this guy good. is terrible. But you got to put some deodorant on, man. Yeah. He, he, oh, you know what? This is this is for the men out here. I'm not trying to beat the men down. I just got to be honest. Um, there is an just scary number of men that leave the restroom without washing their fucking hands. Mm-hmm. I see it all the time. I'm talking about dudes that clearly have went in that bathroom and took a shit, and they walk out without washing their hands. Sure, they was on their phone too. Yeah, so they're they're on the phone shitting, wiping their ass, and not washing their hands. Mm-hmm. That's disgusting. That just made me be fearful of shaking people's hands. Yeah. I mean, if I do, I always keep hand sanitizer on deck. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah, I don't trust them, man. It, this dudes could have had a a, a a morning session with their wife. They finger banging their wife and shit, and they gonna go right to work and not wash their hands. Now you got your wife's juices all over everybody's <laughs> fucking hands because you didn't wash them. <laughs> got discharge all over the work the break room. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, it's not a good look. Yeah, oh, man, that's crazy. That's yeah, disgusting. As yeah. bad as that is, mm-hmm. I guarantee you that's probably happened. 
Mm-hmm. I'm probably pretty sure I got somebody's wife's juices on my hands before. <laughs> Is that cheating? Yeah, I think that's infidelity. <laughs> 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 it's definitely uh, infidelity adjacent. <laughs> infidelity adjacent. Yeah. 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 That's Shout crazy. out to Jason Kelsey, man. Shout out to him, man. You know, mm-hmm. keep fighting the good fight, Jason. Yeah, for all the big boys out there. Yes, sir. All right, switching gears. We'll go ahead and close this thing out. Uh, Joe Budden. Yes, Joe Budden recently um, was approached in a nightclub, from what I see here, and he was punched by uh, what's the dude's brother? Let me click on this here. There's a six minute clip. He was punched, but not jumped during night out. Okay. And he's saying Joe Budden has nothing for the belief, nothing for the belief he was jumped over the weekend. Rumors swirled online that Joe Budden was jumped at a New York strip club. Uh, this follows a separate alleged attack connected to the commentary of his real estate con- controversy, DJ MVC's opinion. Uh, on Saturday edition of the Joe Budden podcast, Budden revealed that he was approached by a man at a lounge with bit with bear spray. Budden was out with his friend and stated he was warned by the bartender that the behavior of the men in the building um, footing footage surfaced online of the event. Button states the man behind the camera was Pena's brother. So there's a guy right now that is in some deep water. Um, uh, Cesar Pena, who was involved in the Ponzi scheme uh, that also included DJ Envy. And I guess he's not liking some of the things that Joe Button is saying. So they're doing a bad job of probably trying to assault Joe Button. Mm-hmm. I think um, with this this would be a lesson to the podcasters out here is that don't underestimate your reach because sometimes you could be saying things, especially when you have a large platform and it could be influencing people. And at, at the same time that it's influencing people, there are people that want to fuck you up. Mm-hmm. Like I cracked some jokes on here, but Keith doesn't sign off on everything. I cracked a joke about certain stuff at Kim and he's like, ah, I'm not saying that. <laughs> right. Hmm. I'll stand. I'd be up. protecting myself. So. I'll stand on business. I'll, I'll tell them straight up, like, "Hey, you know what? I cracked a joke. It mm-hmm. was a joke. I don't know you personally, but yeah, I did crack a joke about mm-hmm. your BBL. It looks a lot better now, but at the time, it didn't. Okay, <laughs> Kim. So I apologize. <laughs> she seemed like the type of like, it's totally cool. Like I'm not that sensitive. <laughs> um, we should go to dinner sometime. <laughs> she would tell you. She would invite. Oh you yeah, to she totally take Kim would take me to dinner. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to Ruth Chris for sure. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That's I'd, funny. I, I'd be the new. I would be the new Pete Davidson if she allowed it. <laughs> yep, I'd be on a couple episodes of that goddamn reality show. <laughs> 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 yeah, but no, man. Just as as podcasters, don't underestimate your reach because. Sometimes, especially when you have a large platform and a lot of people hear your opinion, especially when one of the people is trying to avoid prison time, you making them look worse is not good for their case. Yeah. Because what happens is when you not, I won't say you're conditioning the public, but whenever your opinion is affecting the public and public perception comes down on you, man, that's not good. Yeah. Especially when you're trying to fight for your life. For sure. Yeah, I, th- I think that um, there was also another situation where he was in, in the strip club. Uh, it kind, it kind, they kind of mixed the situations up mm-hmm. in that um, article. I don't think it articulated it very it was well. Like Joe Buttons, Joe Buttons, yo. So there was a situation where somebody approached him that was Caesar Pena's brother, and then there was also a separate altercation where he got into a fight at the strip club. 
um, in relation to Tax Stone uh, for the stuff that he said. But yeah, what you're saying is 100% right. Um, you know, there's a, I think he was very, I think the first situation with his Caesar Pena's brother, I think he was probably a little bit more um, caught off guard by that situation. Um, I think the situation with Tax Stone, he was very aware of what he was saying and that he's, he's you know, he just doesn't like that guy. And, you know, he, he kind of is okay with what comes with that. He's okay with the ramifications of saying what he said. Um, but yeah, I think, I think like you said, it's one of those things where as a, you know, we, we did it, we literally did a short film where it was, you know, kind of talking about this idea, the theme, the theme of it was, you know, just kind of like uh, really being aware of, of the things that you say and the reach that it has. So, um, you know, I think that, uh, you know, not necessarily any opinion about Joe Budden and what he said, because I think he's OK with, you know, what, what he said, with what he said. But I think for us, you know, it's, it's important to know, like, hey, you know, these are celebrities and they are human beings. And sometimes, you know, depending on how the things circulate around the Internet, it'll reach people. And I think Joe Budden is OK with that because it's content for him. And I think people are taking his opinion more serious than he is. And he's utilizing everybody for content. Tax Stone, yep. Caesar Pena, DJ Envy, Drake. He, it, what y'all don't realize is by answering him or doing anything, all he's going to do is wait till the next podcast episode. He's going to respond to it. And or he might put it behind a paywall. He might put it mm-hmm. behind Patreon. And there's going to be a couple people that are super excited to see what he's going to say. So they're going to subscribe to the Patreon channel. So y'all got to realize, like, all y'all doing is all y'all doing is making that man more, getting that man more money. And he's taking advantage of all of it. So, um, yeah, that's 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 my thing. So he, he you know, it is, it is important to be a bit aware of what you say. But it, it is also, you know, Joe Budden is a person that's taking full advantage of all. Yeah, yeah, everything that comes with that. You're never going to be the podcaster because a podcaster can use you as content and you can't use anything. You could put a little phone in his face and say, Joe Buttons, what you doing, Joe Buttons? And he could turn that into a fucking two hours of straight dialogue. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. There, I forgot who it was. There was somebody else that was talking about Joe Button and he just turned him. No, was it Drake? Yeah, it was Drake. Drake put put a little thing like you are a failed rapper and you quit and all of this, and then all Joe Budden did was give you a little replied in just one sentence. Someday you'll understand or something like that, mm-hmm. right? And then he literally put his content behind a paywall mm-hmm. and made money talking about Drake. Yeah, it's like Drake, dog. You you're never gonna be the podcaster. You're net. You're just you not. Can't. You can't. You cannot yeah. be the podcaster because he's. The, here's the thing too. Um, what you see from us on this podcast, where we talk for two hours almost a week, you can't fake that for two fucking hours, man. Mm-hmm. Because there's going to be elements of yourself that come out that you cannot hide, and mm-hmm. it's and it's it, it's just that's how it is. Mm-hmm. And with Joe, Joe, if he's a dickhead, he's gonna be going full dick the whole goddamn that episode. Crazy. I know that sounds crazy. To go full dick for the whole episode is crazy. Yeah, that's not good because people get pregnant like that. <laughs> Never go full dick. <laughs> 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 
Yeah, man. But no, it's not not a whole lot else to say about this subject matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the simple fact that just if you're doing these podcasts and your numbers start going up and you start saying shit, yeah, you somebody gotta, might hear it. Yeah, you like you said, you got to be able to stand on business because it, it it is a lot of people who um, are podcasting and are saying wild stuff about you know all these different celebrities saying their albums is trash, saying you know. Uh, talking about their wives, talking about certain altercations that they had, and um, it people twenty twenty three super sensitive. I think there was a situation I just seen where um, I think Chris Brown had asked uh, Funny Marco. There was a situation where um, G Herbo and um, and uh, Southside, the producer, they were on Funny Marco's podcast, and they was like tossing his head. They were just being like disrespectful to him and i think chris brown asked funny marco about this situation Mm -hmm. and g herbo replied to chris brown asking him about the situation so i just say that to say that everybody hears everything and you know unless you're willing to kind of stand on whatever it is that you're saying on you know on these podcasts then you know you might want to watch what you say but if not then you know keep rocking say what you want to say yeah man well, even with even with J. Cole, J. Cole was talking about how he was hating on Soulja Boy and all this other stuff. Oh, back yeah. Soulja Boy got mad. So, yeah. I mean, that's just that. So I said it's, it's happening so often. Mm-hmm. It's kind of getting annoying. It's kind of taking the fun out of like podcasting because people will twist your words. But yeah. yeah. I, now, I think Soulja Boy's trying to turn it into a moment, though. Yeah. He's like, man, fuck J. Cole, man. Fuck that nigga, man. I'm telling you straight up, man. It's SOD money guy in you. And I'm like, oh my God. Go away. <laughs> Go away, Soldier Boy. God damn. Yeah. Yeah. But Soldier Boy was that dude back then. Yeah. You liked his album, did DeAndre Way? Uh, I didn't say I liked the whole album. I said there was elements of it that was pretty Bro, you, you bought the album, I think. No, nigga, I didn't buy that shit. Don't put that on me. I never uh, you bought it. You were slapping the album, dog. I've got it bootleg. I didn't yeah, buy you, it. I don't know if you bought it, bought yeah. it. But I just remember you playing and you was like, yo, these there's some hard songs on here. Yeah. Because yeah. the Soulja Boy wasn't all. Soulja Boy was kind of dope at one time, though. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, and and thing about him, he's not that old. I think he's only like 33 or some shit. Mm-hmm. But Soldier Boy is an OG, man. Soulja as much as you Boy don't want to admit it, Soldier Boy is one of the OGs. Yeah, man, for sure. He's been around a minute. I know he'd be looking crazy. Mm-hmm. You see Lil Wayne recently, bro? Uh, No. Lil Wayne looked like swollen, dude. Really? Yeah. I don't know if he got his wisdom teeth pulled out or something, mm. but he was on first take. No, not first take. He was on, um, um, part, well, what's the one with uh, Skip? Undisputed. Undisputed. Mm-hmm. And And he was like, I think the Lakers got to get rid of AD, man. And his face looked like he ate 30 burgers at once, dude. <laughs> that shit looked fucking crazy. Man, he had an allergic reaction. Somebody something. said he got like, somebody was in a comment saying like, that's definitely kidney failure. Dang. Yeah, because he didn't, he looked kind of sick. But yeah. I mean, it could just be wisdom teeth, man. You don't want to just put that on him. Yeah, he could have some, maybe, you know, wearing those, uh, what you call it, those, uh, those, those uh grills i don't know know. i don't know somebody people in the comments was roasting them they said oh this big wayne and somebody else put like big wayne and the big steppers (laughs) that's funny i was like man Mm -hmm. the heck yeah but let's get out of here man we gotta stop boring the people they got shit to do all right well if you made it this far 
We appreciate you. Thank you for listening to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K. Fings. We're out of here, man. Peace.